Should the Arizona Cardinals trade up to draft a wide receiver? I'll discuss it. Plus, there's a lot of similarities between the Aaron Rodgers saga in Green Bay and the Kyler Murray saga in Arizona. Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers is going to join me to discuss the similarities, the differences, and where he thinks the Kyler Murray saga will end. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Get on in here, Alex Fancy, Locked On Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. All of our stuff free and available on all platforms. Thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Got a jam show like always today. Debo Samuel wants out. Should the Cardinals trade for him? Spoiler alert, no. Will they? No. Uh, should the Cardinals trade up to draft a wide receiver? I'll discuss it. And Peter Bukowski of Lockdown Cardinals and Lockdown Packers and Lockdown Today is going to join me to discuss his experience with Aaron Rodgers and his contract dispute slash trade demands and how that ended and how it compares to what Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals are going through right now. It'll be good to get some insight from a guy who has experienced it over the last 18 to 24 months and what we could be in store for, even though the conversations aren't exactly lined up. So the Arizona Cardinals trade up to draft a wide receiver in the first round. I'm seeing a lot of this because maybe – so, and, and I've, I've defended this – Zion Johnson is my pick for 23 overall. Interior offensive line on the left side to partner with Rodney Hudson and DJ Humphreys uh, as the book ends to him. He's a plug-and-play guy. He's going to start week one, in my opinion. I think that's the way the Cardinals should go. I can defend drafting a wide receiver 23 overall. It's not insane, okay? I just don't think the Cardinals are in a position with all of the holes that they need filled to draft a wide receiver and have that player have the impact if the offensive line was stout or if the cornerback room or pass rushing room were stout. Um, they're not, so I don't think a wide receiver should be drafted. But I can defend drafting a wide receiver at 23. I cannot defend the Arizona Cardinals trading up to draft a wide receiver. The chances are that four, if not all five, of what they're calling the top five wide receivers in this draft could very well be gone by the 23rd overall pick. Peter Schrager in his first mock draft had the Cardinals taking Jahan Dotson out of Penn State, 5'11", Steve Kime special. Warren Sharp, another great football mind, had the Cardinals drafting Jahan Dotson at 23 overall, Penn State, 5'11", Steve Kime special. If the Cardinals trade away future draft capital to move up to draft a wide receiver, I think that's a terrible decision. Could you validate it if the Cardinals had a fourth and fifth round pick? Sure. Could you validate it if the Cardinals had a more well-rounded roster, you know, a week before the draft when we're over a month into free agency? 100%. But in the current state of the Arizona Cardinals roster, I think it'd be absolutely ridiculous to trade up and draft one. I just do. Because you need, regardless of the futility that's been going on in the draft from Steve Kime since 2013, you need all the draft picks you can get. And having a first, second, and third round pick is very important because if you can hit on two of those three guys, you've got depth for the next four years on a rookie scout contract. That's the dream. 
And I think starting at 23 overall is the way to go. And I didn't mean to gloss over the Debo Samuel news. Debo Samuel wants out. I would love to just have the NFL normalize trading interdivisionally. Baseball's done it. They haven't traded, but free agents go. Steve Finley played in every team in the for every team in the NL West, I think. Like there's no loyalty anymore when player empowerment's evolved. It's get paid. Whoever's going to pay you is where they're going to go. It's not obviously so cut and dry. But even if he's like, I want to go play for an NFC West team and I need you to trade me there or I'm not going to play, I still don't think the Cardinals are in a position to do it. First this year, second next year, I don't know if it's going to cut it. I wouldn't trade for Debo Samuel for a first and a third this year. I wouldn't do it, regardless of how good he is. I just wouldn't do it. Uh, Alex Clancy, follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Going a little short in this first segment because Peter Rukowski and I are going to go deep into what he experienced with the Aaron Rodgers saga and the aftermath now, what that looks like, as well as having him put his national media member hat on. And let me know if he thinks Kyler Murray should be paid or traded by the Arizona Cardinals. That's next. First, Blue Nile. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has the, has fine jewelry options for every month. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Super fancy. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry. They've got all kinds, as I just mentioned. And they've got experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring, classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelet, birthstone pendants, and so much more at BlueNile.com. Celebrate the special women in your life, okay? On BlueNile.com, you can easily navigate thousands of fine jewelry options at every price point. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get 50 bucks off $500 purchase. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, second segment, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Really excited to get this guy in here. Uh, he's one of my favorites on the Locked On NFL um, podcast sets of dudes and ladies who do a great job every day for their respective teams, uh, including national shows as well. Um, and if you need a good frozen margarita recipe, um, I feel like he's the one guy that you can trust with everything. Uh, Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers and Locked On Today. So before we get – the reason why I'm bringing Peter on here, as I teased before, um, Aaron Rodgers versus Green Bay Packers has too many similarities to what we're experiencing here in Phoenix to not discuss it. And I'm this is my disclaimer for everybody. I'm not comparing Aaron Rodgers to Kyler Murray. Stop. Okay? But the comparisons are potent enough to have to discuss. So, Peter – Thank you so much for joining me, man. I know that you've been through the ringer over the last 24 months or yeah. so, 18 months, and uh, you can lend some insight into what we in Phoenix are experiencing. So thanks for joining me. Of course. Um, a a canister of frozen limeade mm. in the blender. Fill the can, the frozen limeade, like frozen orange juice. You know what I'm talking about? Those things yep. you get in the frozen. Then fill that with tequila. 
in your blender, fill the rest with ice. Done. Easy. Perfect. Done. I'm telling you. I mean, really, it's and it's about consistency of the ice. It's gotta be silky more yeah. than clunky. You don't yeah. want icebergs in there. No, you don't you don't want to be chewing your frozen margarita. No one wants that. But that's also that's also a blender thing. I have one of those blenders that has like the double blades. Oh. And that makes sure you get a nice smooth everything unlike what's going on in in uh the desert right now where things are not smooth you are i mean the transitional nature of that was <laughs> a smooth frozen margarita uh personified as something else so kyler murray wants a new contract eric burkhardt his agent is going about it in new age ways um mm. a path that the arizona cardinals brass don't and refuse to take they're living in the mesozoic era when we're in 2022 regarding you know contract negotiations etc Take me back to where you were on draft day 2021. Aaron Rodgers, I've I've said my piece about him, about his egomania, and about how he's not a leader, even though he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He stole the spotlight on draft day saying that he wanted a trade. Okay, take me back to then, and then as succinctly as possible, walk me through to where we are on April 21st, 2022. All right. How much time are we going to go? On this? <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so uh, what's, what's fascinating is we went from believing, okay, the Packers are one or two players away. If they, if they get an, an frontline cornerback after what we saw in the NFC championship game with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and all the other guys that this team had, they were one corner away from being a big time just like not not hegemonic in their in their NFC dominance, but someone that should be the rightful favorite. And they were the favorite, by the way, hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. The funny thing that gets lost in all this is they got that guy, Eric Stokes, as a rookie, was awesome as a corner. They drafted him on draft night when Aaron Rodgers exploded. Um, but that comes and everyone is just like, what what is happening? What is going on? And I think there was a lot of early uh, rush to judgment on it. And I think I think in some ways it was blown out of proportion. Um, someone like Ian Rappaport was, was pretty constant through the whole thing. Like, this is a contract negotiation. This stems from a contract negotiation, not a money thing, but a respect thing, which means it's about the money. Whenever anyone says it's about the money, you know for sure it's not. A, it's about the money. And that was what we what we came to learn was, this was a situation, and I think you and I have talked about this offline, that this is like when your roommate, your partner, your spouse, whatever, says, um, I want you to take out the garbage. You say, I don't want to take out the garbage. And it's like, I want you to want to take out the garbage. Like, I, I think Aaron Rodgers wanted the Packers to want to pay him. It wasn't about getting the money. Aaron Rodgers has generational wealth at this point. He does not need the money. But he wanted the Packers to want to give him a new contract. And when they wouldn't, and when they wouldn't give him that sort of um, uh, the, the commitment beyond the 2022 season or the 2021 season, excuse me, that's when he started to feel like, okay, this is, if you want to trade me, just trade me. That was the way that he framed it. Now, my understanding of that situation, based on what I've been told, um, is that it was really, really, really bad. And that Rodgers did want a measure of retribution. He wanted heads to roll. He wanted Brian Gutekinds out or Mark Murphy out. He wanted something that he felt like would fundamentally change the culture. Well, guess what? That's not happening in Arizona because they just extended those guys. And so if you're, if you're Kyler Murray 
you we have to know more about why this is ha happening the way that it is because i think this is really interesting with with the debo samuel news that just broke right debo does not want to be a running back if you go from week 11 on he 57 percent of his yardage totals came as a runner that is not what he wants to be he knows running backs have short shelf lives he wants to be a true receiver even if his true value to the 49ers is in his ability to do both. So what is the beef is what I want to know. Let's go back to the 90s. Where's the beef? What is what is the, the, the genesis of this problem? Because if it's Cliff Kingsbury and an issue there, or if it's Steve Kime and an issue there, the Cardinals have made it pretty clear where they stand on that. And, and I think that adds a layer that we just, we can't know right now how this is going to get resolved until we know what's truly bugging Kyler at this moment. Yeah, and they say what you want about Aaron Rodgers, and I have, but yeah, <laughs> as you mentioned, there's no he there's no fat around what he wanted, and everybody knew it. Um, with Kyler Murray, he's a little bit more of an enigma. I I will defend him in the fact that just because he's quiet doesn't mean he's dumb. I don't know where that happened in the in the annals of time where it's like if somebody's not loud like Peter and me, then you're looked at as not smart, weird introvert not a leader it's not ridiculous leader. yeah okay you know and, and and that may be something that may be a shortcoming of his we don't know but to jump to that conclusion is ridiculous now the packers don't have an owner the cardinals have a structure in place i know that that's it's not cut and dry like that i i know that but like everybody in green bay is an, okay i'm not diminishing anybody that has stock in the packers at all okay and the cardinals run drag them drag them alex well, the Cardinals run their organization <laughs> like they've won multiple Super Bowls and they're not going to change. And right. and they're both a little one-off-y similarly, like with the Packers and the Cardinals. Now with Kyler, let me ask you this. And, and in this final second, in the second time, first of all, under, at, at Peter underscore Bukowski, locked on Packers every day, locked on today every day, the co-founder of The Leap, which is a great publication, uh, you know, the Lambo Leap, that's a great name. Uh, one thing about Brian Brian Gutekunst, I don't know why people have trouble pronouncing his name. It's not that hard. Okay. Sound out, sound out your syllables. And number two, I will never forgive him for letting Jordy Nelson walk. I mean, I feel like that's, we've talked about, we could talk, this isn't a Packers show. We'll talk about it when, when it's over. Jordy Nelson is my favorite wide receiver of all time. And he's going to go down as somebody that is not remembered as much as he should because the last three years of his career were ripped away from him. Anyways. He, well, I will say Packer fans will remember him that way. He is he is the favorite before Devontae Adams became Devontae freaking Adams. Jordy Nelson was the favorite Packers receiver of my lifetime. And it wasn't close. I mean, and Sterling, there was Sterling Sharp there, you know, and like and Antonio, Antonio uh Freeman. Antonio Freeman, I mean, Robert Brooks so was my good. first favorite football player. Yeah. So anyway, so it's like with Kyler Murray, the issue I have is I feel like he's he's outgrown his representation. He's outgrown his coach. And mm. I don't think either of them are doing a job well enough to be able to cocoon him with his inner circle strong enough for him to be able to achieve the heights that we think he will. Now, in the next segment, which we're going to hit in just a second, we're going to jump to the aftermath. What the 2022 Packers look like now after Aaron Rodgers was given every dollar in the U.S. Mint what it looks like if the Cardinals do pay Kyler Murray $40 million, what this roster will look like if Kyler and Eric Burkhart get what they want. We'll talk about that next, Locked On Cardinals. First, 
This is one of our favorites here. Um, BetOnline.ag. Uh, the odds just came out. I talked about it yesterday. The Cardinals are minus 130 to make the playoffs. Even money to miss the playoffs. That means BetOnline.ag, like most others, don't know what this roster is going to look like because it's not complete yet. And we're a week away from the draft. But either way, BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. This conversation's stressing me out. Like, so what? <laughs> Alex Clancy, Peter Bukowski, locked on Packers, locked on today. He's all over the Locked On Podcast Network during the mock draft. If you want to hear what Peter thinks is the best, are the best choices for the Packers in the first round, if you want to hear what I have to think about the 23rd overall pick, if you've listened to this podcast for 10 minutes over the last week, you know who I picked. But we have the whole mock mock draft we're rolling out from the 18th to the 22nd. Or, and, the, and then the 25th as well as we lead up to the draft a week away from today. So Packers versus Rodgers, Cardinals versus Kyler, although not directly correlated, there's a bunch of tangential correlations between the two that make it absolutely necessary to discuss. So say Kyler Murray does get paid, okay? There is no point in me talking more than I already do with Peter or otherwise about where we are right now because the majority of it is speculative and you can talk about that until you're blue in the face, but you're, I come to resolutions. I like resolutions. There's a resolution made in Green Bay. He got paid every dollar in America to be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. There was a report, and I'll let you, I'll let you expound momentarily on this, that he knew that they were going to trade Devontae Adams, and he still came back. So what I think this is, and the, the huge difference between Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray is, Aaron Rodgers is trying to fund his great-grandchildren now, and Kyler Murray is trying to get his first contract, which is obviously a big difference. If that's true, that his wide receiver won, if he knew he was on his way out, and he wanted that 50 mil a year, and like the newsroom, you could fire your, you know, your um, your uh your your PD once a week, like Jeff Daniels in the newsroom. That's what Aaron Rodgers got. 50 mil you can leave after every, you know, after every year if you want. Why? And what's next for Green Bay? I, I think you have to remember that after the initial beef was made public, that, that offseason, that was a year ago. And he came back and played on a contract. He was already on a contract that when he signed it, made him the highest paid player in the history of professional football. He was already making generational wealth type money. That is another huge difference here. Um, and so what they did is they restructured that contract. They made it so there was going to have to be a decision made this year. So this was last year to be made this year. And the Packers made it. And it was always going to be trade him or extend him. Those were the only options. Well, that's not the situation that the Cardinals currently find themselves in or importantly that Kyler Murray finds himself in. So there is no, okay, I'm going to show up with a slightly tweaked contract, play this out, and then in a year, you're either going to trade me or give me the bag. That's not on the table for Kyler Murray. And, and I think that changes the fundamental uh, stakes here. It, there's more at stake for Kyler. And, and I think he would be better served playing harder ball 
with the Cardinals than Aaron Rodgers played with the Packers because ultimately the Packers had already given Aaron Rodgers a ton of guaranteed money. He was going to have to pay back. Let's say he retired. His, his totally vacant threat of retirement. If he retired last spring or summer or whatever, he would have had to pay back the Packers $30 million in lost wages and, and future contract money in terms of the guarantees that he was already given. He was never, never, 0% chance ever going to do that. So it's not the same with Kyler Murray. He doesn't have the same to lose and he doesn't have the same to gain because playing does not net him $30 million the way that it does like Aaron plus the not having to lose the additional tens of millions. The, the, the risk to him is just far lower and the potential gain to going out and playing is far less. Aaron Rodgers goes out and plays well again, wins MVP. He gets $50 million. It's not the same with Kyler Murray. So, and, and how can you trust? I'm not telling you anything you don't know. How can you trust ownership to make good on any of these things? How can you trust them to do that? Aaron Rodgers has a coach he trusts and to, to at least be an advocate for him in the room. And they have a unique power structure where Matt LaFleur reports to the president. Matt LaFleur does not report to Brian Gutekunst. Matt LaFleur reports to Mark Murphy, the president of the Packers. So it's, it's a different situation where how can Kyler look around and say, yeah, everyone here has my back. No, they have job security. They don't have your back. And how can you trust ownership who has, I, I don't know, when was the last time they looked like a competent group to you? It it just, it, it's not this, it's not the same in terms of what he's giving up versus what Rodgers was giving up. And, and then the risks uh, inherent in that decision. Yeah, you know, if Kyler Murray were on the Packers and it were him saying that instead of Aaron Rodgers, they looks like they would have definitely considered trading him. Yep. Um, what what I can't understand is, and, and you're Kyler right. Kyler for I mean, Aaron, that, straight up. Who says no? Kyler for Aaron? Um, <laughs> I think the Packers at this point say no. Yeah, um, well, and the Cardinals would have to take a second mortgage out on State Farm Stadium. You know, <laughs> um, so at Peter, score, Peter underscore Bukowski, uh, locked on Packers, locked on uh, today. I'm going to ask you about your national perspective here momentarily. Okay. But um, – when you have 20 plus, I'm sorry teams, you're in such pain over this. I really, it's am. not, but it's, it's, see, the thing is, is I'm very existential about this. It's like, first of all, selfishly, bring it on. Right. Like people, like this is, this is supposed to be the off season, baby. Like, I don't want to do any more mock traps. <laughs> you know, that's like, all I I'll, do every day. Let's, I, let's talk about receiver prospects again. Can we talk well, about yeah. receiver prospects again? Let's talk about receiver prospects again. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing. Like, <laughs> and, and I, best friends forced to do a battle cable guy you're you're drafting one spot ahead of the cardinals and i think that's going to determine the cardinals fate unless steve kime is dumb enough to trade up to draft a wide receiver when they have no draft capital to begin with i digress um when there's 20 plus teams that would trade for kyler murray in a heartbeat shouldn't that tell michael bidwell all he needs to know about the value of kyler murray and if that's the case is this just a urinating contest that the front office always wants to win. That's where I live. It's like, you know what? You're an employee. You're never going to be as important as me. Bye-bye. We'll take the draft picks. I'm not going to give you $40 million. And that's all she wrote. Like, I, I think too, when you look at you this, think? like it, this quarterbacks now in the NFL, the way that I look at it is they're like superstars in the NBA. It, it almost doesn't matter um, if they're, 
as long as they they reach a certain threshold. So as long as they they are like a top, you know, these 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 tiers are always arbitrary. But let's say top ten or twelve kind of quarterback. Kyler Murray was an MVP candidate for what eight weeks last season was was an MVP candidate for six eight weeks the season before. Now he's got to prove to stay healthy, all that stuff. But I, I think there is some wisdom in just saying we're just going to pay it because in a year two years, some there's going to be five other quarterbacks making more. Right. And someone is going to need one. And if you're the if you're the Detroit Lions, I think conventional wisdom would say, well, do you do you really need to pay Matthew Stafford all of that money to be an eight win team every year? And eh, maybe the prudent thing to do is to not do that, except in a couple years, a team like L.A. might say, here's a first round pick and Jared Goff, who can be your bridge quarterback while you figure this all out and you get something of value for him. This this, we, this happens in the NBA. You pay superstars the max, even when they're not max players, because in two years, you can trade them. Or in three years, you can trade them. There's always money in the banana stand to make all this stuff work. So if you're the Cardinals, just give him the money, because then Lamar Jackson is going to get paid. And then there's going to be some other quarterback that wants to get paid. There's just always the next guy who wants the money that in two years, we're not going to remember that Kyler Murray was for five and a half minutes, the highest paid quarterback in the league, because as soon as he signs his deal, Lamar Jackson's going to sign his. So this is just, this is just a, all right, let's pull him out. Let's put him on the table and see who's is bigger. Because if, if it's anything other than that, I, it's dumb. Just give him the money that, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Just give him the money. The position is too valuable and too many teams would want him. If you wanted to trade him in two years, they, they would take on the guaranteed money. We just saw teams do that with Carson freaking Wentz take on guaranteed money. Nick Foles take on guaranteed money. Like, come on. You're not going to take on uh, the, the guaranteed money for Kyler Murray. Yes, you are. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's, what's happening. What, what, what are we doing, Alex? Well, Explain I mean, what me. we are doing first of all, we're going to touch base on this. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor's most underrated quote in Arrested Development is mm. first episode. I'm having a love affair with this ice cream sandwich, just like great one. right away. I mean, it's and it just the the beauty of Jeffrey Tambor. And it, it, I digress. You know, yeah, pay him. I, and I, I'm I'm in the camp just like you. It's like you did this, Steve Kime, Michael Bidwell. You made this roster. This isn't like you jumped into a dynasty league when a dynasty fantasy football league when somebody else backed out. You're like, this is what I have. You did this. You but that, that, but that mistake was compounded when they drafted Josh Rosen and management yeah. thought, you know what we should do? We should let Steve Kime keep steering the ship. Yeah, no, agreed. I mean, yeah, he 100% like that was the problem. Been fired that after was 2018. The... Yeah, I mean, this is, and I try to keep a positive outlook as much as I can on the show. And, you know, we joke and stuff about me being, I mean, Twitter's mm -hmm. a different thing. Like here, I'm not going to be like, oh, the Cardinals are going to win the Super Bowl. Let's talk about it, guys and gals. Let's do it. Let's be positive when... Like, I'm going to be the uncle that shakes you and said, this isn't good, you know? And and I don't know, uncle, friend, you know, whatever. Uh, whatever pronoun you want to use. Um, sure. Kyler Murray, $40 million, as you mentioned, will be a discount in two years. Once you get paid, you at some point will be a trade asset. It's it, starting the NBA, you're right, as you mentioned. Like, right when James Harden signed that extra $250 million in Houston, I'm like, he's gone in a year? Like, it doesn't matter where they get paid and what we're seeing. Now, I'm going to get you out of here on this. We're going super long. Sorry, Ross. Like, what we're seeing now, you mentioned Debo Samuel, you like A.J. Brown, all these guys that are like, pay me now because I've shown it. The window to win 
when you hit a home run on draft picks is legitimately 48 games or whatever now, 51 games. Yeah. And then they're not going to be on your team anymore. Like that's kind of what we're seeing now. It's like they want to get paid. Doesn't matter where it seems like, because if they get any sort of pushback from their current employer, it's like, I'm out. Well, I, I think, don't feel appreciated. I think part of this is also unique to the receiver position in that we hadn't seen the receiver market explode in the way that we saw their other markets explode. The cornerback market, I mean, Jalen Ramsey was already, someone was already making $25 million a year. Yeah. The edge market, someone was already making $25 million a year. The tackle market, someone, you know, so we just hadn't seen a big time receiver come up for one of these, these big time contracts. And don't tell me DeAndre Hopkins, because that was a fake contract. You know that as well as I do. He was never making the numbers that were reported in that on the cap in a year, in a given year. And so I think we're seeing a little bit of the chickens coming home to roost there. But here's the other thing. At what point are teams going to go, okay, you want 25 million? Here's what we can do. And I'm going to draft Justin Jefferson. I'm going to draft Jamar Chase. I'm going to draft the next Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, or AJ Brown. That's the funny thing about those three guys, right? Debo, end of the first, early second. You're talking about a 30s draft pick. DK Metcalf fell to this in the end of the second round. You right can find you can right find you can find these guys. And I think teams are starting to look at it and go, well, what if I can get Chris Olave? What if I can get Traylon Burks? What if I can get Drake London, Garrett Wilson? And I just named five guys off the top of my head, George Pickens, like that that could be your number one in a year or two. These guys are coming to the league more ready than ever to produce. And maybe you're not going to get a Devontae level, a Devontae Adams level player or a Tyreek Hill level player. But Aren't you pretty confident that teams like Green Bay and Kansas City are going to figure something out, even if it is Sammy Watkins bailing wire and sheet metal to just sort of like figure this out for a year until they're in a better position? Like, I, I just, I think there is going to be a reckoning of all of this where teams, if teams keep saying, we're not going to pay you, then eventually there's going to be no team to trade a bunch of assets and then get that top of market contract. The Dolphins and the Raiders you're going to run out of teams willing to do that because they're going to be smart enough to know I can look in the draft and not, I can take my first and second that I gave up for Devontae Adams, take some receivers and have them for much cheaper. And by year two or year three combined to get the kind of productivity I want out of them. Let me ask you a question. I know we're long. Yeah, I don't care. Olave and Burks, let's say are on the board at 22 or yeah. there's and the Packers say, we'll give you 28 and a day three pick to, to go to 28 from 23. Do you want, do you think the Cardinals and do you want one of those guys bad enough to say no to that deal on the Rich Hill trade chart? It works like 140 and 28 gets you to 23. No, I don't think it like I, it, for the Cardinals to trade back. And the reason why is because I know like they've got to see a situation where it's got to be a third round pick or a second round pick this year, in my opinion, to move back because they have like, you need, you have so many needs. Don't get cute. I completely understand if they had a more full roster, if they had done more in the, in the beginning of free agency up to this point, we could have a conversation for sure because they need more picks, especially in the fourth and fifth round. Cause they don't have any, but no. And wide receivers can't protect Kyler Murray. So that that's kind of where that's where I'm at, and that's where that's a hill I will die on until Steve Common never to leave drafts. You know, I don't know whatever he's going to draft a tight end or you know whatever he's going to do at 23 overall. Um, 
at Peter underscore Bukowski, host of Locked on Packers, every day free and available on all platforms. Host of Locked on Today, every day free and available on all platforms. Uh, Co-founder of The Leap, dude, really appreciate you taking some time. You're gonna, I'm going to take us out here, but I'm going to ask you one question. Will the Arizona Cardinals pay Kyler Murray or trade him? I think I think the answer eventually could be both, but in the short run, I think it's pay him. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Now check out the boys at Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy, former NFL corner Eric Crocker. They break it down for you every day, man. 30 minutes. I mean, they're some of the best minds in the business. Make that your second listen, free and available on all platforms. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.